Thanks again for choosing Boomers with Beverages because, as Artie always says, There's things I have to be doing right now that are infinitely more important. Congratulations, you have found Boomers with Beverages. Yay. I'm Jim Burroughs. Thanks for carving out some time and finding us on your favorite podcast platform. Mm-hmm. Pleasure to be here along with Dan Davis. Hello. Pete Molina. Once again, a pleasure to be here. And Artie Woodry. Mooshy mooshy. Good to see you. Gonna... So you had the brownies. <laughs> yes. Mooshy mooshy. <laughs> Very nice. As boomers with beverages, we always like to point out a couple of things. First of all, uh, you got to visit our website. If you haven't you done this to. already, we need you to because we want to get some feedback from you mm-hmm. uh, via our email that you can link up to with Boomers with Beverages. It's BWB mm-hmm. at boomerswithbeverages.com. Yes. And the uh, website itself is boomerswithbeverages.com. And Dan mm-hmm. has done amazing thank work you, thank you. on that. So we appreciate that. I'm learning a new trade. You've done a fantastic job, and it's—I I know for all of us that have known you for going on forty years since we all started out together in the world of stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. we are just so happy that you're finally finding something to do in life. I, I think I know what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> it's impressive, isn't it, guys? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it's so good. We're so proud of little Dan. Dan was the first uh, engineer that I ever did a vo- piece of voice work for. That's well, right. I was going to say I thought that's how you guys met, mm-hmm. right? That's how we met yep. exactly. Yeah, yep. and wow. he was the one that said, "Artie, don't say www." I said, well, how am I supposed to say it? WWW. Yes. Yeah. WCTW. Well, WIBC. Uh, trust me, I, I had that drilled yes. in my head, but yeah. yeah, you never made that mistake when you worked at WIBC and, and you were anywhere near Fred Heckman. Oh, yes. You made sure you pronounced things correctly, <laughs> always. So, beverage of choice for this podcast. I know the last time I kind of broke with my usual tradition, but this time I'm trying something different. I don't know if Uh-oh. you guys have something new here, too. It's always a mystery with well, you. Well, it's, it's I saw this on the shelf the other day, and I thought I would try it. It's a new drink from Snapple called Elements Air. It's a light. It's a bottle of air. It is. There's nothing That's, in it. And I, I think and somebody I'm, got taken. I'm the dumb butt. Four, no, four ninety nine. It, it's a. It looks like a bottle of air, but no, it's it's a beverage. It's. They have three flavors what? of this. Why have you tried this already? That's how it sounds when you open the bottle. Oh, maybe, maybe. Well, it says light and refreshing, so it probably does make some breathing sounds. And, and it goes ting. Yeah. Ting. They, they, this flavor is prickly pear and peach white tea. Mm. Prickly pear. Prickly pear on its own, not enough. Notice I'm watching my P's and Q's. Three things there. So there's prickly pear. And let's see. Let's see. I'm going to open it, see if it makes that sound that Artie was talking about. Oh my God, it did. (laughs) Stop it. I've never had this. Let's hope it's not like really nasty. He's tasting it now, ladies and gentlemen. The look on his face is. It it tastes uh, like a bottle of air. Not too shabby. I think I taste (laughs) a little bit of the peach and a little bit of the prickly. So, yeah, mm. that's good stuff. I'm not maybe, sure. maybe it's what you're sitting on. I'm not sure I'm going to have that again, but, uh, you know, it's a gamble it's, you got to take. You've done it once. I say I've done it you, once. You've done it for, for all of our listeners now know whether they should rush right out. I'm not – the other two I can't remember, but just look at Snapple Elements, so if you want to Google it. I mean, eventually, you know, we're going to have to have – these beverages that sponsor us so before got, we earth, talk so, about so, it. Um, if there's earth, air, then you, earth, air, fire, and water. Earth, earth, wind, and fire. Earth, air, and dirt, I think. Does Snapple, Snapple sponsor us? No, but I'm oh, saying okay. for us to go and do all this yakking about them, oh, yeah. they better be writing a check yeah. eventually, don't you oh, think? Oh, we don't want to make money. We just love recording podcasts. Okay, speak for yourself. <laughs> there's things I have to be doing right now that are infinitely more important. You just reminded me of the old Don's Guns commercials. Exactly. <laughs> really? I don't want to make that any was, money. That was not at all intentional. I did not have that in mind when I said what I said. <laughs> Only 90% of the listeners <clears throat> will understand that. I'm sure every market everywhere had somebody 
who would say. And I think I he played a good chunk of the Midwest. I don't think he was just Indianapolis. Yeah. I think um, he was kind of all over the place. But I love those. And you don't get those so much anymore. Mm-hmm. The, or the, yeah, or so the car dealers, the, you know, the, the classic yeah. car dealers. If you don't have a Chuck Callahan Ford price, <laughs> oh, really, yeah. you really <laughs> don't have a price. Yeah. Yeah. There were you some classic ones. I yeah. know. Yeah, you think it, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Lord, they're good people. <laughs> <laughs> we could go on and on and was on. Was that not your voice? I swear no, that, had to, be, that had to be a relative. That was wasn't that Martindale voice? Martindale's voice? Well, no. It, Martin Jim Martindale was the Garden Weasel guy. Right, right, right. right, right. Was that yeah, Wink? Right. Was that Wink's right. brother? He, um, yeah, he did. I mean, he put his kids through college with Garden Weasel spots. Amazing. So he did, and it was yeah, because when I was working at, at Caboose, where I first met Artie, one day Jim Martindale comes in, and I'm like, that's the garden weasel guy i mean you only really need one successful it's like the guy that did the oh, yeah. sham wow remember that guy yeah. that did the sham wow yeah. and mm-hmm. he was doing really well till he beat up the transvestite but he you know <laughs> yeah, that'll kill your career yeah, I kinda, I, yeah. I got I'm, the, I'm glad i don't get your news feeds but, the path. Um, yeah well that's the well, problem and, when you read tmz what was this, uh, uh, norman greenbaum there's some somebody put up a meme just the other day that he, yeah. he wrote spirit in the sky yeah oh, for yeah. 50 years he's been making his entire living off of exactly. that one song yeah. or, you know don mclean american yeah. pie pretty much i mean he had vincent but nothing like american pie castles in the air is actually my favorite was that song castles in the air i like muskrat love didn't he do muskrat love <laughs> that was america that's true wasn't it? america did that Tony america and did, yeah, it wasn't well, captain and tenille captain yeah. and tenille yeah. did yeah. a cover yeah. of yeah. the oh, america wow. it was yeah, but did they have the same muskrats no, a different muskrat. Because the other one's a but it was, It's a union thing. It, but and was, there were state lines that, you know. It was a union thing. <laughs> union union uh, road. Union that road brings is. up a topic I wanted to discuss. Okay. It was, uh, unionizing the porn industry ruined it. Yes. Okay, what is Dan drinking? <clears throat> I am drinking in honor of the Broderick Crawford character in the, uh, the, the, the film Born Yesterday. I'm having rye and ginger. Mm. With, but, but, um, but just real quick with Artie's point about the unionizing the porn industry. We got to get yeah. We we, well, we can't let that just. Slip well, no, by, and we? I don't. I don't know if you want to belong to a SAG union when you're in the porn industry. But um, boom. Where's that? Yeah, press the yeah. yeah you got that rim shot button. Feel free. Feel you free. have a rim shot button in there. They doubled that. <laughs> there we go. They doubled. They doubled the dues. I like that. That was pretty good. Thank you. Thank they, you yes, uh, but uh, using uh, from bottled right here in Indianapolis, Hotel Tango. Mm. Rye whiskey. It's good stuff. Which is really very good. I didn't know Broderick Crawford drink that. Have you been? Oh, to just him? that movie? Just that movie? Or, or was that his? It's in that movie, his choice. character drinks yeah, Rye okay. and Ginger. Right. And I've seen it. It's actually, it's pretty good. And Reed's Ginger Beer. Mm. Sounds yummy. It's Already, what do you got? Tasty, it's a tasty well, I beverage. Have, I have the official cocktail, the official bourbon of the Kentucky Derby. This is Woodford Reserve. Mm. Woodford Reserve. www.woodfordreserve.com. <laughs> That's your favorite, isn't it? Isn't that your favorite? Uh, actually, this is the. Uh, it's it's a actually, good this one. is actually my second favorite. My first favorite is their double oak. I know there's I, a photo like of you oak. when you were like two years old in Memphis being bottle fed with Woodford Reserve. Yes, uh, mm. actually, it's a cute no, photo. That was Rebel Yell. Mm. <clears throat> that was Rebel Yell, and you, Rebel Yell is a Kentucky Idol? bourbon, which is not really in the midnight my hour. Favorite. She goes more and more and more with the Rebel Yell. And- Something yeah, like, it's a something bourbon, like that. <clears throat> a Kentucky yeah. bourbon, not a Kentucky yeah. bourbon. It's a Tennessee bourbon, and I know it's like it's not Tennessee. It, if it's from Tennessee, it's not bourbon. Well, yeah, it can be bourbon. Yeah, I, I could make bourbon here in Indiana, but they do. And it's so, still is bourbon. there any difference? Well, the people in, uh, I think there is. I think there's a huge difference. I think most of the good, really remarkable bourbons come out of Kentucky. Yeah. And I don't know if it has anything to do with the barrels or what it is, but all I know is that the Double Oak is like you know. 
I'm back in wood shop. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's delicious. It's absolutely mm-hmm. wonderful. Back in did yeah. you drink in high school? I used to drink in high school. At 15, my dad gave me a bottle of tin high bourbon. Now that's Canadian bourbon. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can make you know bourbon in Kentucky or, or excuse me Tennessee, you can absolutely make it in in, in yeah. Canada. Well, hello. I mean, once hockey season's over, what do you do? Yeah. You make bourbon. <laughs> well, and they, they uh, somebody got uh, I got a book for uh, a couple years ago about the Pappy Winkle brand and and all that. And in that, the guy talks about so the history of bourbon. And they the reason bourbon comes from Kentucky is because they all left. They were all on the East Coast, and taxes got so high on on whiskey, the whiskey rebellion and all that that they they all moved to because they all moved to Kentucky because it was outside the jurisdiction of the tax authorities, and they because the thing was that there was no way for the farmers to sell their corn and you know they'd grow corn and they couldn't sell it fast enough or there was not enough of a market for it so they turned it into whiskey they could make money that way wow and so but you need a lot of corn you need a lot, a, they had a lot they of corn they had a lot of corn yeah. yes we have to check in with our favorite uh, tennis superstar Pete Molina indeed and what is Pete drinking well Pete's drinking Peroni beer which is pretty much the official uh, national beer of Italy and uh, when we ran out of formula in my house when I was a kid, this is what my mom would put in my bottle. Yeah, nice. so, I yeah. love it. Yeah, so it's uh, it's good. Now, what's interesting, or maybe not so interesting, is that Peroni beer, uh, there's also now a disease out there called Peroni's disease. Yeah. And if you know anything, you don't want to know anything about I, it, but I, I feel a little it. weird drinking Peroni beer. Well, now, I had no so. idea you were throwing that curveball at us. Well, you know, that's the, that's what we do here at Boomers and Beverages. Yeah. Nothing but, if you can't Let, hit the curveball, you're not going to make the bigs. I'm well. just going to try some of Dan's nuts while you're talking. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, yeah. Well, I forgot to mention, you've, remember you've, the children. you've left uh, your nuts. I love my... Yeah, or my you nut, made your, my, your, your nut, smoke yeah. nuts. I smoke nuts. my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> They're really sorry. good. Smoked almonds. Homemade. Those are really good. Mm. Thank you. So is that literally... Something you can find everywhere? Do you have to go to a special place to get that? No, you can you Italian can find, beer. Yeah, you can find a Peroni's beer. You know, they sell it here, but it is yeah. the, pretty much the official national beer of, of Italy, and you know, and it's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's not bad. What are you liking it to? Anything? Or is it pretty unique with its flavor? Blue Ribbon. In fact, Peroni's, under the label, it says Nostro Azzurro, which means Blue Ribbon. So it's their Blue Ribbon beer, what they consider their finest beer, their national finest national beer. So instead of PBR, it's PNA. Yeah, something like that. All right. Good stuff, guys. Good variety once again. Uh, before we move on, because Artie's got some fun stuff we want to jump into. Indeed. Uh, just got an email from Taylor Scott. Mm-hmm. Taylor does our... Our, our web, uh, our, our portals, like for the, the podcast, yeah, sets us all up. Yeah. And he's going to be instrumental in helping us with sponsorship and all that kind of fun stuff. He has sent us our first, and you guys will check this out after the show, but I'm just going to bring up one point about it. He has sent us our first set of stats for our podcast, Ooh. which is pretty cool. Because, is this something we want to talk about, really? Oh, yeah, because it's really funny. It's <laughs> well, really okay. good. It's really okay. good. Yeah, that's something you want to talk about. Any non-zero numbers? I mean, if you want, <laughs> if you want, if you want to go back to Peroni, we could talk Peroni. If you, it's, yeah, but uh, it's, good, it's good information. I mean, because right. obviously people know with a podcast, no different than a radio broadcast. It's all about numbers. Yep. You want people listening. You want people uh, you know, finding the podcast, and that's what it's all about. Well, so he's got stats on those two people then. Uh, no, okay. it's actually more than two. Thank you both right. for listening. But we're not quite there yet. Okay. I don't want to get you too too excited. We have, a, we have some work to do, Arthur. Um, so this is what he said. All the stats for May are attached. You have listeners all over the U.S. Ooh, wow. 
mostly in Indiana, (laughs) which of course makes sense because we are in Indiana, but we're growing. So -hmm. for those of you folks that have picked us up in other parts of the States, thank you so much. Well, and like your son lives in Utah, so we know we get that market. (laughs) Got Utah and uh, Boston. (laughs) I got the son out in uh, Massachusetts too. We have a few listeners in Canada. Ooh. So we are international podcast. Oh, we're really international after (laughs) you hear this thing. Okay. And we have one listener in Ireland. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. So, so next, next. I love it though. Next, next episode will be Jameson's for me. Okay. Good so, call. Good call. Yeah. Thank no you. listeners in Florida. Is that what you're saying? Um. Well, no. It could be because he says they're all over the U.S. Okay. Mostly in Indiana. Okay. So there could yeah. be definitely sure. in other states. But Pete's mom is listening. Yeah, because I didn't. I thought maybe my brother and sister-in-law and nephews were lying oh, to me. No, I'm sure they are. He just wanted to give us a little bit of the, the international flavor that we're, we're tapping into yes. with and, Canada and, and one of our goals is Ireland. to not know every listener by name. That is what we're shooting for. That is an excellent point. Uh, yeah, that's great. That's oh, yes. too funny. What else? This is good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you guys can check out the email. So he gives a little more as far as detail goes with that. But I just thought that was so cool. That is great. Hey, yeah. hey one in Ireland. That's fantastic. And if our, our, our good listener in Ireland picks up this latest podcast, thank you. Thank you. Yes, please, thank you for listening to us. Please let the rest of your nation know that we are here. <laughs> we are here. Let we are here. Know. I'm not That's sure right. if any of us are Irish at all. Any Irish blood in any of you guys? I'm, I don't. I'm, I'm no. probably 99 percent English. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I yeah. would be your Scots Irish. So I'm a 50-50 Scottish, and then Ukrainian, and then Pete. I'm 100 percent Italian. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. All okay, right. but I like Irish beer. Mm. Oh, okay. Guinness. Guinness is a great gift. You can't. It's amazing. When I was in Ireland, the Guinness there tastes so much different than any Guinness you can get here, whether mm-hmm. it's on tap or in a bottle. Probably and I cannot, but that's just, it's, it's, it's unfiltered. No, I don't say it's unfiltered. It's not pasteurized. It, mm-hmm. It's fresh. Yeah. I can't drink Guinness anywhere else anymore. Mm. It is remarkably different. There is a wonderful book out there called In Search of God and Guinness. <laughs> and it's the story of Arthur Guinness and the founding of the Guinness and all the things that they have done. And it's because he started it as a helpful beverage for Irishmen that they, you know, that, that, that it's, it Guinness stout does have some positive nutritional value. Therapeutic or actually like, no, just helpful that it, you know, get them off of whiskey and onto, (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) But he had, that's good stuff. It's a it's a recovery program. (laughs) But the Guinness, the Guinness company was the first company to offer, paid health care for employees. He, there was actually mm-hmm. a, a doctor, a corporate doctor, who visited every family but one because that guy didn't want any socialist medicine coming into his house. So, like, one guy out of the whole... And it's, it is, I mean, it's a fascinating story. It's All cool. the things, the influence that they have had. Mm-hmm. The, the and then, of course, uh, for me as a kid growing up, their book of records, world records, that was cool. It, yes. <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, what, I have to be continually... I, I never made the association of Guinness, the beer, and the book of records until... Fairly late, embarrassingly late in life, and I still. You mentioned that. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That is that's that Guinness. That's it is that Guinness. Yeah, it is that Guinness. Oh, of course it either. is. Yeah, you, and and, and it was a, it was a rite of passage when you were a kid growing up in the 70s. As soon as the new edition came out, you looked to see if the the heaviest man in the world was still in there. Still, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think it was actually wasn't it originally created to settle bar bets. Yes. Yeah. Exactly right. Which is why Guinness sponsored it. Yeah, it's mm. a little different now, though. It's a little more you know, yeah, kid oriented. But yeah. you know, back then it was. Uh, the, the records weren't quite as 
Right. Well, they, they, our, they were pretty notable. Now it's like crazy. Dave Dugan set a world record recently. He no. was on the uh, up in Carmel on yeah. the roundabout. He did like a thousand. I think he did a thousand. Yeah. Over there, yeah. 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 And he does that to uh, to raise money for uh, for cancer research. So. Kudos to Mr. Dave Dugan, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's fantastic. And thanks to Taylor for giving us that info. So yeah. we know little by little That's we're great. we're growing. It's good to have yeah, our yeah, uh, getting out there. It's good to have our background people with Taylor, and of course Art Baker doing the production mm-hmm. stuff for us. As always, we appreciate his work. And Artie, I know you've got a few suggestions here that you've been uh, keeping oh, track about of. My list here. Of you have a list. Talk about. Yeah, yes, you've kind I've, of been sitting I've there with that list. I, know I, you I brought this list last time, and you always know. Li- he's also on a lot of lists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing, one of the things that I thought about is the the the, the simple things, and and so far we have not kept it very simple here at Boomers with Beverages. We mm-hmm. haven't. We've talked about a lot of very odd things, but one of the things that I always wanted to know is, you know, what about my friends? What do they think? You guys are my friends. You've been my friends a long time. I think I've known uh, Pete. Probably longer than you, and I've known you longer than I've known you. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember how many years. I, I know you all. He goes, you at least go back 35 years, 34 oh, years. Easy. No, 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 no. I celebrated 37 years of comedy this year, so it's been 37 years since I've known you. Mm. That's right. And then you were second. You were probably 35 years. I've probably known you 30. Yeah. Is no, this just 32. in case people are writing this down? They keep, but point, keep track. But point this. is, point is that we don't, there's certain things we just don't talk about. Even as friends, we don't talk about it. And that's what I was trying to come up with is are things that we could talk about that we never have broached before. For instance, yesterday I had to get out duct tape and I had to tape up a chainsaw. <laughs> I know you're going, why would you tape up a chainsaw? Actually, it was the handle for the chainsaw. What was the last thing you ever duct taped, Jim? Hmm. Probably with the van that I drove 400,000 miles, it was probably the hood. Really? Yeah. To keep I did from, a similar thing. Keep it from it flying in my face. Yeah. I, I, I Literally, I was doing a gig. It was the first year I was doing comedy on the road, and I had to go up to the Holiday Star Theater up in Merrillville, and I had a horrible POS car, and, and the, the, it broke down on the way, and I had to – my carburetor on this Toyota – literally split in two mm. and the only way it was going to stay running is if it were together all i had was a huge box of industrial band-aids i literally <laughs> held that thing together with band-aids with if i'd had duct tape i would have used duct tape mm-hmm. now i did on the air filter i did have I, i'd already previously duct taped my air filter so you know but, what you're reminding me of and this is kind of a sad thing to confess to because we've all had duct tape you know we, we've known about mm-hmm. duct tape our, our you know yeah. dads whoever you know duct tape's been around for a long long time now there's like multiple color versions of it but we also live in a new time and age and i'm so embarrassed because i literally want to use this product but i've got no need to because i don't have anything i can use it on yet but i'm dying to use flex seal flex steel oh i did on my gutters my my old gutters there i got Uh now but it was perfect for the gutters i had a little little crease uh, crack in them Mm -hmm. and water was pouring out sorry yeah but see i want to buy like a kayak put a hole in it and then patch it (laughs) and then take it out just to see if that commercial's legit well you know i i I got to say, one of my rules is I will not buy duct tape that is not spelled with a T. There's a whole brand out there, Duck D C K. Nope, I will not buy that. It's yeah. duct tape. But did you buy duct tape? Have you used duct tape? I have, duct. but I can't recall. I've been sitting here trying to think of when the last time was that I used it. But you know, it's it's when we're off here, I'll tell you. Tape. I'll tell you something that I duct tape once. So I, this is an interesting because. <laughs> I, I don't I, want to know. I, think yeah, really, I really do not I to, want to know. I think I, I, to, I, I might want to hear it now because it's just the images that uh, are coming I up. I had are, to hold the batteries in, okay? So yeah. keep going. Well, the last time I used duct 
tape. Duct was tape. actually last weekend. On duct work. No. No, okay. Now, you're talking to a guy here who is not Mr. You know, do-it-yourself. I'm the guy that can barely put gas in his car. <laughs> I don't do anything around the house. If I can't afford to have someone do it, it doesn't get done. Okay? What would you use it for? I was out there clipping some bushes, okay? That's the one thing I told my wife I would do this summer was keep the bushes trimmed. And so the electrical cord that fits into the uh, the trimmer kept falling out because of tension and mm-hmm. I was maneuvering it. So the only thing I could think of was to go into our garage, get some duct tape, and I duct taped the end of the extension cord into the end of the, the, the clippers, and off, and off I yeah. went. You're a genius. You're a genius. Absolutely a, amazing. Yeah, the flowchart, does it move? Yes. Should it? No. Duct tape. Does it move? No. Should it? Yes. WD-40. Good call. See, Vice grips, uh, duct tape, and WD-40. That is really all you need to survive. You're probably the most practical one of among us as far as fixing mm-hmm. things in the house, yeah. right? Yeah. But don't, with electrical, don't you use electrical tape? Yes, electrical you tape. Do, don't yes. use duct tape don't, on electrical issues. Mm-hmm. So you have a fire hazard right now at your house. Yeah, but I'm, well, I'm, there's I'm no bare so wires. No, it's just totally in place. Oh, there's exactly. no no bare wires. No, no, no. no, no, so no, no. Okay. Just to keep no. it in place because it kept, yeah. it kept coming out, and I had to keep pushing it back in, mm. and it was annoying. It was going to take me four hours to do a thirty minute job if I didn't yes. do something. Yeah, that's, that happens a lot with people our age. You know, <laughs> things <laughs> things start to fall out, and then they should stay in. They're supposed to stay in, and when they fall out, you you get the duct tape, and then they use a lot of screaming. <laughs> Okay, next on the list. Um, <laughs> but wait, what, Dan, Dan, what, you have a you uncomfortable. Have I, to contribute. I, I use no, but I do use it. It's sort of a variation of the duct tape. It would be floor tape that you use because I uh-huh. am, run sound at, at my church, and so sometimes you have to tape those microphone cords mm. down so nobody trips on them. So I use the the, the, the that, floor tape, but it's okay. not exactly yeah. duct tape because it's black. It's not it's shiny. Not real gray. glamorous. No. Maybe you should name it. Give it a name. Are you still no, doing no. audio at your church? I am. You're still doing that. Okay. I am. Yeah. All right. Do you still have mics for the choir, or do you have choir? We do, okay. and yes. Okay. I got mics, yes, mics for the choir. So you okay, can that, check that, that, that was list. not a question on my okay. list. Do you literally <laughs> dislike people using the word literally literally all the time? Yes. Well, now, you, among us, would definitely have a strong opinion about this because of your background. I'm, yes, retired English teacher. So you might English want to mention Yeah, retired yes. English teacher. But, it, yeah, it's, oh, he, he literally exploded. I'm not so sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. So is that just lazy? Is that why we do it? it? Yeah. But, yeah. Well, it, it actually was, a, what was the show? Um, I think it was a, it was an Aaron Sorkin show. Was it Network? But yeah, like Jane Fonda was the head of the cable company in this TV show. And she said, yeah, if you look up literally in the dictionary, it lists as, it lists it as a synonym for figurative. Mm-hmm. Figuratively. Really? And so we literally no longer have a word that means Literally. literally. It's yeah. because it's literally because has you, become figurative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And that's a hard thing to say, figurative, figuratively, yeah. especially yeah. when you've been drinking Woodford for the yeah. last 20 minutes. And that, <clears> Yeah, because it, it, it sort of become this catch-all word for, like, intensely. That yeah. you, you know. It's for, it's to fill gaps, to yeah. let your brain think, basically yeah. all it is. It's Which, like like. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, like that, we, we, yeah. I remember when I was in advertising, we hired in our office of uh, uh, some high school girl that was going to be, you know, doing office chores and mm-hmm. so forth and so on, and learned something about the about the advertising business, which she did not learn. But she used like and literally every wow. sentence that came out of her mouth, <laughs> and we couldn't stop it. Mm-hmm. We couldn't stop it. Yeah, like, don't you have something literally you could say differently? Yeah. No, no, she had I, no that idea. That was uh, one conversation I had with my son Jordan, who works. He's a, a TV anchor for ABC out in Salt Lake. And my background is radio. It's not TV. Not the same, but very similar in terms of when you speak and, and, mm-hmm. and talk on microphone. And I always would tell him, because this was a lesson I learned real early on from uh, my mentor in radio, who was Bob Lamy, who used to be the voice of the Colts. And he always would tell me, he said, don't be afraid to just have a second or two. Don't feel like mm-hmm. you constantly have to keep talking. Because if you do, you're more, more prone to fill the spaces with words you don't need yeah. or words that don't sound right. And a lot, for a lot of people, it's a nervousness in the mm-hmm. conversation, that they feel like they have to keep talking, but they, they don't understand that it's okay to have a little bit of a breather. Mm-hmm. That didn't sound awkward, but yes, it, it keeps did. me from saying. <laughs> it was very awkward. It's, I thought keeps you were me from saying. To the truck passing by. You know, front. I'm still trying to get over you duct taping yourself, so you're gonna have to cut well, me some slack. I, you know, you got to shave sometime. It's a visual in my head that I will never get out, and I have watched Animal Planet a lot. So thanks for ruining it for me. What foods from the '50s, '60s, or even the '70s that have gone away, unpopular now? What foods can you remember? I, I. I do you remember anything? Well, I remember when I was a kid, we used to do uh, pumpkin seeds. We used to do pumpkin mm-hmm. seeds all the time, you know, a little garlic, a little butter, and roast yeah. them in the oven. But now we find out that pumpkin seeds are the, and it, they, they gather all of the bad things from the soil that it's planted in. In other words, the herbicides, the pesticides, mm. they're full. I mean, those seeds are full of those things. So we don't do that anymore. So you find very few people doing roasting, you know, pumpkin seeds. Yeah. But what foods can you think of from your childhood, from your teenage years that just don't exist anymore? They're not around anymore, whether it's fast food, whatever it is. Mm. I think I think my mind would be more of an evolution, like what's evolved. Because mm-hmm. I can remember That's a good one. being That's a, a little idea. kid in the 70s and TV dinners were pretty yeah. darn nasty. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, totally different. Well, yes. Totally different. I think they're still nasty. Well, I miss, I, yes. I miss peas and carrots inside my apple cobbler. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, really like. Well, and, yeah. and you can get that. At, you can get that at the Golden why Corral. Did yeah. they give it, why did they hate the world so much that they came up with that stupid <laughs> steak, Salisbury steak? It's oh my goodness. I'm pretty sure it was some deli in New York that said, "Hey, we got this crap meat here. We got to do something." <laughs> get Mr. Salisbury, can you but, come here and give us some idea? Yeah, that's what it was. Well, I mean, is, is actually, there a food that's not as popular now? I don't know. Well, it actually, uh, uh, reading a book by Michael Pollan, it came out a few years ago, but it's it's called In Defense of Food, and one of the things what he talks about in the book is how, you know, we've given over. You don't count on mom or grandma to tell you what's good to eat anymore. We go to the scientists. And all the changes, like margarine, was supposed to be this great alternative to butter. And it turns out more people had heart attacks from margarine than ever from butter. Because Oleo. of the, yeah, the triglycerides and uh, or the trans fats. That's what it was. But, yeah, just all this stuff that... They're, t- they're trans now, too, the fats? Yeah, the, the fats are now, too, yeah. So you got to check out what pronoun do they want. Everything's going trans. It's it. I, I can't yes, it. I can't believe it's not... <laughs> It's is it, it? I can't believe they're not butter. That's it. I don't know. I just but, thought of a. I just thought of a great drinking game, especially while we're here. Next okay, time he refers to a book, we have to have all drown shot. Oh, we all do not shot. 
Dan and I should it. use I me for reading. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's just I, I, it's a, that would make a great drinking day. That would make it. Yeah, we, we I could wish do, I yes. could read as much as you. Well, I just don't have that kind of time. Jonah, Jonah Goldberg has a, a bingo cards. I think for his. Uh, I love we it. should do. We should, we we, should have boomers with beverage and bingo cards. Absolutely. Ooh, if hey. Artie mentions his scrotum, if Pete talks about tennis, if Jim talks about Canada, if Dan talks about reading a book. When did I mention my scrotum? Constantly. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, I yeah. Want, okay. Yeah. I, it's, listeners, it's, I want to listen. It's I almost wanna, to the wanna, point where we need a therapy. I want to talk to the listeners. We need an if, intervention. When have I mentioned my scrotum? Uh, we have a call. Give, let's, give uh, us the time right code on the... Is it, we have a caller on line at, one. At, at 17 minutes and 38 <laughs> seconds into episode one. What, you, you don't talk about your scrotum enough. <laughs> what time is already due back at the home? Is it yes? Turn my phone the, off the bus will be here in just a few minutes. They, they've asked us to keep him until at least seven fifteen. Because the staff. Actually, they, they, I don't think they asked. I think they pleaded with us to keep him until. It's an extra twenty bucks. Keep him until seven fifteen. <laughs> you got you got one more on there to share with us. Yeah, I have one. I, yeah, like out of these fifty, uh, this is a good one. This is a good one. <clears throat> what have you taken from? your time performing comedy that you use still to this day in every part of your life. I can tell you right now that mine is responsibility because Tom Sobel, the guy that originally started booking me on the road for 17 weeks at a time said, Artie, I'm not paying you to be funny. I'm paying you to get to the gig on time, Mm -hmm. get to the next gig on time, get to the next gig on time. And I remembered that so vividly because I figured if I don't show up on time, oh my God, they're not going to pay me. Because mm-hmm. that's the only reason I'm doing this is to get paid yep. at the end of the gig. And it wasn't to make people laugh. Even though I made people laugh, it was all wonderful. But if I didn't treat the people right and be a responsible person, I wasn't going to be doing this very much longer. Mm-hmm. So what like are those that. things yeah. that you take? I, like I would that. say for, yeah, the, for me it was, um, you know, my employer doesn't care how I feel. My employer wants me to do a good job. And that, you know, same stand up. It doesn't matter, you know, we've all done shows with the flu or, yes. you know, whatever that you just, when you get up on stage, I remember one night at Crackers, very particularly, I felt awful. But get up on stage, nobody knows that you don't feel well until you get off stage and go to the green room and collapse. But that was the thing for me is that you're here to do your job. So you do your job. Don't worry, yeah. you know, it's not about how you feel. Yeah, for me, um, the importance of feedback and and listening to the audience, reading mm-hmm. an audience was so. How that translates in, into to my real life is just being aware of people and things around yeah. you, and you know, getting different types of feedback, whether it's verbal, it's you mm-hmm. know, otherwise, and, uh, and and going with that. And yeah. uh, so I think that's that's really mm-hmm. important. Uh, makes you more aware. I think it makes you a better human being when not, you are you know attuned to people and, 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 and their feedback not just self-aware but aware of the surrounding of yeah. what, what you've caused well yeah like one of the things i like to do uh before i got on stage uh, particularly in a new town was uh you know i know some comics just kind of got there and they just went on stage when it was their mm-hmm. time i like to be around the room i like to sense what was going on in yeah. the room with the mood of the room because you know to some extent that plays into how you might approach mm-hmm. you know st- yeah. starting your your routine so i think that's just being aware of your surroundings and being open to feedback both giving it and receiving it well i did that like when i went into teaching you know i went back to college started my teaching career when i was 40 years old but that was one of the things I think that helped me as a teacher is being able to feel the room. 
Mm-hmm. Are they following what I'm saying? Do I need to change my approach? Do I need to, you know, brighten things up, go faster, you know, explain it more? And that definitely helped me a lot as a yeah. teacher. Yeah. I, uh, don't want to get like too in the weeds about it because obviously as a, as a stand-up comic first and foremost is you want you want to make people laugh but mm-hmm. one thing I, I take away from comedy and my I get grief from my kids about it because I will when I'm in a, a grocery store take up a conversation with a person I've never met in my entire life just whatever just randomly if I see somebody with their arms full of something I'll say a lot of shopping to do today or something and I know they make fun of this in one of those progressive or Geico mm-hmm. commercials but mm-hmm. I, truthfully I don't care yeah. because what it comes down to to me is that I might be the only person that that day is having a conversation with them yeah. and when you check out at a grocery store and you're talking to the clerk checking out and you ask her how's your day Mm-hmm. I might be the only person that asks her how's her day. Now, I'm not trying to make myself out to be high and mighty, but I think that's one thing that comedy teaches you. Yeah. And I, 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 go, I Googled this quote from, from Maya Angelou because this is what it reminds mm-hmm. me of. And it says, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Yeah. That's on the wall at Skyline Chili in Castleton <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> That and the occupancy rate. Yes. <laughs> do, not ex- yeah. do not exceed 120. But it's just that part of it that I think is so, uh, you know, life-changing for you mm-hmm. when you do stand-up. Because people ask, I've had, you guys have been asked this, what's it like? How's it, how does it feel mm-hmm. to go up there? I go, well, you tell me. I, I've been given the privilege to go up in front of 300 people I've never met. And they're telling me, make them laugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's a challenge, yeah. It is a challenge, absolutely. I'll be honest with you, I've never been asked that question. No one's ever asked me that. Really? In other words, how does it feel up there? No one's ever asked me that. I don't I've get never, that. Because wow. I've never given them the opportunity to ask yeah, me that. Yeah, well, see, so you should, right. though. When you go into a store, when I'm, in, when I'm going to the grocery store, I say good morning. If I'm in there in the morning mm-hmm. and I'm seeing somebody at work, which is very unusual, but they're on, with their stock and something, I'm, good morning. Mm-hmm. How's your day going? Well, I just started. I don't know yet. I'll, I'll, I'll check back in about 10 minutes because yeah. I will be here in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's a good point, Jim. Well, maybe the onus is on us and it even more so is nowadays because honestly, with everything that's gone on with uh, wokeness and cancel, cancel culture and everything, comedians have really become the last line of free speech mm-hmm. and, and defensive free speech. And if that ever goes, we're all screwed. So yeah, I kind of look yeah. at us. I, I, I get it. I yeah. agree with you 100%. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I think for us, we, we appreciate the value Mm-hmm. of what we say yeah. and, and, you know, how important it is. So, Words are wonderful tools. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. And this is wonderful to get to do this podcast, guys. We are at the end of the latest edition of Boomers with Beverages. Please check out our uh, website, mm-hmm. Dan. Boomerswithbeverages.com. And if they want to send an email, all they got to do is... BWB at Boomerswithbeverages.com. Yes, it's a lot of typing, but who cares? We That's want right. to hear from you anyway. We do, we do. <laughs> yeah, some good feedback is always welcome. And if you've got some suggestions for some topics or mm-hmm. even have something funny to share, even better. Something that will uh, you know, allow us to have some fun with what you've got to uh, impart with us. We would mm-hmm. love to hear from you, so please do it. So, on behalf of Dan Davis... Thank you very much. Pete Molina. Chief Adiamo. And Artie Widgery. It's fantastic. Thank you, Artie. Now, see, uh, people are gradually collecting all your bodily sounds now that we are several oh, podcasts just, in. Just wait till I finish dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jim Burroughs. Thank you for listening to Boomers with Beverages, and we will talk to you soon. Artie, you're going to turn into a science experiment on this show. <laughs> I hope so.